Well, the last few Wednesdays, we've been um, talking about for the importance of forgiveness. Let me go ahead and look at Ephesians 4, verse 26. It says, uh, be, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Nor give place to the devil. Let's go down to verse 31. It says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one or tender, kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. In verse 32, it says uh, in Am the Amplified Classic, Become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tenderhearted, compassionate, uh, and understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave you. Uh, last week we read Galatians 5.14. It says, For the, all the laws fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So we talked about uh, you know, forgiving others. We, we talked about forgiving ourselves. If you didn't hear those messages, I encourage you to go back and listen to them. They will be a blessing to you. Um, we covered different aspects of that. Well, let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12 this evening. First Corinthians 10, 12, it says, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10.13 in the NLT, it says, The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. In the Amplified, verse 13 says, No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience, nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance, but God is faithful to, to His Word. He is compassionate and trustworthy, and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist, but along with the temptation, He has in the past and is now and will always provide the way out as well so that you will be able to endure it without yielding and without overcome and will overcome temptation with joy. Uh, James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Now let's read one more second. Peter 2.9 says, Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Knows how to to uh, deliver the godly out of temptation. So we're going to go back and look at 1 Corinthians 10 in, in a minute here, but I want you to notice this is talking about temptation. Notice it talks about enduring temptation. It talks about 
that you won't be tempted beyond what you were able, but there'll be a way of escape. It says, blessed is he who endures temptation. So I want to talk about this in, re in relating to forgiveness. And it's a g in general relating to sin. But I want to talk about it in relating to forgiveness of other people and relating to forgiveness with yourself. Because this is... Uh, there's some things here that if you're not aware of, it can trip you up. Temptation is not sin. Did you hear what I said? Temptation is not sin. You can be tempted to sin, but resist it. You can be tempted. These, these, things, these scriptures we read are talking about you being tempted, but being able to endure. And just because you have a thought doesn't mean you approve of that thought or have entertained it. So when we're talking about forgiveness, just because you have a negative thought about someone that you have previously forgiven does not mean that you haven't forgiven them. I'm read that again. It's my statement, but I'll read it again. Just because you have a negative thought about someone that you have previously forgiven does not mean you haven't forgiven them. It means you are being tempted and have to deal with that thought correctly. Now, this is really important. And I believe people get tripped up over this. Because they go to forgive somebody, and number one, we talked about this when we were talking about forgiving others in the, in the first message. Uh, you're not going by what you feel. You're not going by circumstances. You're not going by whether the other person deserves it. We talk, if you didn't hear that message, go back and, and listen to that message. Follow along in the scriptures because the Bible tells us we have to forgive. And if we don't, we're actually getting in the way of God doing what he wants to do with us. We're, we're holding on to offense with somebody else, and it, and it, it um, disrupts God's ability to do everything he wants to with us. And you don't, you don't want to get in the way. God, if, if somebody deserves, um, if, they've, if they've acted and done an injustice to you, that doesn't mean they ought not to pay. That doesn't mean that. That, that there is no legal ramifications. But what we need to do is get out of the way and let God be the one that deals. Again, that doesn't mean if there's laws, if they've committed a crime, that means they deal with it. If, if there's legal, if they've robbed you out of money or something, that doesn't mean you go, oh, well, uh, unless you're led to, oh, well, it just doesn't matter. No, th there are legal um, Legal matters, you don't let the devil steal you blind, rob from you. No, you, they, we're not saying that. There's a difference between, yeah, you can be in forgiveness of somebody and somebody's still paying for something. Uh, you could forgive your child, but there's still a penalty for something. Now, you can show mercy and say, hey, you, I'm not giving you what you deserve. Okay? But you don't go by what you feel when you're forgiving somebody. And so it's an act of the will. You forgive somebody because God said it, and you're going to, from your heart, it's an act of faith. <laughs> and 
You know, depending on the severity, it's very much you're walking in faith. Your feelings are nowhere near. Your emotions are nowhere near. If you were at your emotions, you don't even talk about what you want to do. You're going to go by what you feel. So it's not an act of feeling. It's an act of will. Okay. Well, then you go and you forgive them. And, you know, God, I, I, I forgive that person. Well, then later, it could be five seconds later, it could be a day later, could be a week later, you have a thought negative toward that person, thought just like before you forgave them, and thought comes into your head what you want to do to that person. They ought to. And you know what will happen? People get tripped up and they'll say, well, I guess I haven't forgiven them. And they'll go back in a cycle. They'll feel under condemnation. And they'll think because there's a thought there that they need to do something different. Well, what you need to do, and this goes with everything, uh, when, when you're tempted now to get back out, you're tempted to feel like you had to do something. What people will think is, well, I'm not forgiving them. I might as well just slip right back into it anyway. Or they'll feel beat up. We have to say, hey, I have a thought coming through my head. See, what we need to understand is not all thoughts originate with you. There are other sources of thoughts. Satan can give you suggestions and thoughts, and that's a, a, a way that he operates. You can have a thought. Where'd that come from? Well, people think, well, it's in my brain. It must be mine. No, everybody has thoughts come through their head that are not right. It's what you do with them. You got to do something with them. Well, when a thought comes up, you know, as far as, some towards somebody else that, that you said, well, I've already forgiven. Well, what do you do? You're being tempted. And, you, you know, the devil will tell you, well, you're not, you're not in forgiveness. And then, then, if you're not in forgiveness, now you're in the wrong. Now you're at odds with God. And what he's trying to do is get you to separate from God. So what do you need to do? I already forgave that person. I, I refuse to entertain that thought. I refuse to, to, enter, to, to stay on that thought, and I did forgive that person, and I'm going on. And you cast that thought down, and you, you, you just do it as many times as you have to do. Not saying that's easy, but don't fall into the trap of it's no use. Or, you know, because what that does is going to, see, the Satan is always trying to get a wedge in between you and your Father God. And this is one of the practical ways he does this with this area. Think, oh, I've forgiven. I'm, I'm going down my way. We need to know how to wage war. Because you can't just, you know part of it, and then you, you don't understand. If we don't understand these things, we'll be tripped up. If Satan can't keep you from forgiving somebody, try to get you tripped up so that you... You, you feel condemned, you feel like you can't do it, you, and all the things that God told you you could, well, he's going to bring temptation. But notice we read in these verses, look at 1 Corinthians 10, verse uh, 13. No temptation has overtaken you as, such, uh, except as is, such as, as is common to man. That means you're experiencing the same things that other people experience. may not be exactly the same thing, but the same types of things. Don't let, don't, don't ever be, don't ever listen to, well, nobody knows, nobody understands what you're going through. God does. Jesus does. The Bible says he was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. He's gone through it. He understands the emotion. He understands. God understands. 
And there are people on the earth that have gone through very similar things. So we, we are getting tempted. It says, uh, no temptation has overtaken you except as is common to man, but God is faithful. Everybody say, God is faithful. He's faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. What does that mean? If you're being tempted, you can resist. You can endure. Now, it doesn't mean that God is bringing the temptation to you. That's not what it says. This does not say God will never give you more than you can bear. It does not say that. That's the way people misquote it. Well, God will never give you more than you can bear. It doesn't say that. It says he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. That means you will not have something hit you. Satan cannot tempt you with something that you don't have the ability to endure. It's just, it's just the way things are set up. You, you know, a three-year-old can only deal with so much. A five-year-old can only deal with so much. But, you know, a senior in high school should be able to deal with more. And a 40-year-old ought to be able to deal with more. We're talking about just in the natural, right? Well, their spiritual things are a lot like natural. If you have something pushing on you, don't ever say, I just can't, I have to give in. Lie. That's a lie. I just can't help it. That's a lie. If, if God told you in his word you can do it, you can endure. How? Maybe not humanly possible, but by his strength. So just because you have a thought against somebody that you've forgiven, that just means you have to deal with the thought correctly. Likewise, just because you are tempted to sin, now we talked about forgiving yourself, okay? Talked about forgiving yourself as well, and, you know, if you sin or if you make a mistake, you know, um, two different things. But let's talk about the aspect of of actually doing something you know is wrong. Something you know is wrong. We're talk, we've talked about forgiving yourself. Just because you are tempted to sin does not mean you have sinned. And doesn't mean you have to ask God for forgiveness. Did you hear me? Just because you're tempted to do something doesn't mean you've crossed the line. See, again, tactic that the devil will use to try to get you, get a wedge between you and God. It doesn't mean you have to ask God to, to forgive you. It doesn't, you know, we talked about forgiving yourself, and if you've brought it to God and you've forgiven yourself, that if you've actually done something wrong, then yes, you need to go to God, and yeah, you need to forgive yourself. But don't fall for the trap of you have a thought, you're tempted to do something, you have that thought, so you automatically say, well, if I, I shouldn't even have that thought. Same thing we're talking about in the other, the other scenario. But here you need to know, just because you're being pressed in your flesh to do something, just because you're being, you have a thought, a negative thought towards somebody, just because you have a temptation in your mind to do something that maybe has entrapped you before, that's a temptation. At that point, it's a temptation. And we need to know that in all these scenarios, God is able to help us endure the temptation 
And so if, if we're tempted, we need to push back on it. But if you're duped into thinking, oh, no, you know, I have this thing. So I, I, now God forgive me, and I'm just trying to forgive myself. Well, if you get caught in that loop, that can beat you up before you even get started because you've, you are feeling like you're, you're failing before you're even failing, which will cause you to fail because eventually you're just like, I've already failed all these times, and the devil will tell you, you're not going to make it, so you just yield. But the thing is, you actually hadn't failed until you did yield. You were just tempted. But the devil will say, oh, nobody would do that. Nobody has that thought. See, see, it's got a hold on you. See, you're going back into that. See, you can't forgive that person. See, you're, you're, you, just, you, you don't like that person. You're thinking this negative thought. And see, he's trying to get you. It's a symptom. It's like a symptom. It'd be like with your body. You have a symptom of something. You say, oh, you already got it. Might as well forget it. Healing doesn't work. No, he's trying to get you to accept it. So when you have the thought, you say, no, I'm resisting it. You go into resist mode. So it said here, I think we read the, the, let's read the rest of this. No temptation has overtaken you except as, uh, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it or endure it. That means whether it's dealing. We're talking about specifically with forgiveness of yourself and of others, but it all goes together because you have to forgive yourself once you think you've sinned or you've messed up um, or even thinking about messing up, or you're thinking about doing the wrong thing. No, don't fall into that trap. Don't fall in the trap of thinking you haven't forgiven somebody. This is where you're being pushed. This is where you endure. But it says when you uh, are tempted, God will make a way of escape so you can. By the power of God, you can resist. Let's read those other scriptures we read earlier then as you, you see what we're talking about. James 1 verse 12. It says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Blessed is the man who endures in temptation. Therefore, it, you can do it. 2 Peter 2, 9. Then the, Lord, <clears throat> then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judge, judgment. Hebrews 12, verse 3, it says, For consider him, Jesus, who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. Talking about Jesus, Jesus pushed back. He never sinned, never. He pushed back on it. He was tempted like we are, but he didn't sin. He was striving against sin. That's what we're to do. Strive against sin. You're not, in, you're not caught up with sin, but you push back on it. You don't allow it to dominate you. Well, what? So if you're tempted, you have a thought against somebody, you're, you're, instead of falling back in the same thing, you're pushing back on it. Instead of it, when you're having a temptation to fall into something that you've already forgiven yourself and now Satan is telling, oh, you have a temptation, you've already sinned, you push back on it and says, no, you say, no, I haven't. No, I will not yield. 
Now let's look at Luke 4, verse 1. We'll look at Jesus. He is going through. Now Jesus was tempted, yet without sin. We're looking at a place where he was tempted. This is the only time he's tempted. But this is a picture of how the devil tempts you. you he brings something to you, and now you have the ability, the opportunity to resist it. And Jesus is our model here. Luke 4, verse 1. It says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. That's probably one of the biggest understatements in the Bible. I guess you'd be hungry. Verse 3, And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Notice how that's said. If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Satan is talking to Jesus. You know, he'll come at you with thoughts. Well, if you really forgave that person, why are you having that thought? Temptation. Oh, well, if you were really free from that, you wouldn't be having this thought right now. You're succumbed to it. Might as well just go all the way. That's a temptation. That's a thought. Satan, he may not be physically talking to you, but those thoughts are coming against you. Notice how Jesus responds, verse 4, But Jesus answered, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So he countered him with what the word of God said. Verse 5, Then the devil, I mean, he, he countered him with the word. We need to know what the word says in certain situations. These scriptures that we're reading regarding temptation, See, if you know, so let's say it has to do with forgiveness. You, you could go back to the verses, the scriptures that we read, a lot of those in the first message. You could look at those, and it tells you to forgive. And it tells you, you know that what God tells you to do, you can do. If you're tempted not to forgive, uh, you can quote these scriptures here. If you're tempted then to feel like you can't but give in, you can quote these scriptures here. I'm being tempted, I know, but God, this will help you. If, you. if you get a hold of the fact that God won't let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, then when you know when you're tempted, you're like, God, you, you can pray, God, I'm being tempted. I see it. Help me. Help me right now. And when you're tuned in and you realize what's going on and you rely on the Spirit of God, God is faithful. faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But you're, you're relying on His strength. You're feeling like, mm, I'm being pressed. You know it. You know you're being tempted, but see, you're, you're resisting. So you quote the word back. No, I won't be tempted beyond what I can bear. No, God said to forgive. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We quoted that. You push back. You're getting pressed to do something, to, to push. You know, Satan's telling you, no, you had a thought about this thing, and you're just going to get sucked into it again, and you can't beat it. You say, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No, I'm being tempted. God, I'm being tempted, but I have not sinned, and I will not. I will not yield. Satan, I resist you. God, I trust you right now to help me, and he will. He's faithful. That's what this looks like. What Jesus is doing here, that's what it looks like in these contexts when you're dealing with it. Verse 5, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. 
And the devil said to him, All this authority I wish I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you worship me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. You shall serve. Verse 9, Then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you. He's being tempted. Satan is lying to him. You look at this and go, ah, Jesus is not going to give into that. That's stupid. Well, that's what Satan brings stuff to us and may feel very real, but if it's against the word of God, it's wrong. If it's against the word of God, then we know, nope, it's not right. No, I will resist that. I'm not, and I can resist it. Everybody say, I can resist. With God's strength, With God's I, can strength. I can resist it. I, can, I have the power, have the power. By, God, by God, through His grace, through his grace to do what He told me to do. Because He's good. So verse 9, Then He brought Him to Jerusalem, set Him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to Him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. He's lying to him. He's using scripture. <laughs> you know, Satan will quote scripture to you. He'll quote scripture to you to try to condemn you, to try to get you to believe that you've already missed it, to try to get you be to believe uh, that you haven't forgiven somebody, try to get you to believe that you are somehow separated to God, with, from God. That's what he's trying to do. But we come back with, with the Bible, come back with what God said. Verse 12, And Jesus answered and said to, them, said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now when the devil had ended every temptation, notice it says it, these are temptations, he departed from him until an opportune time. Now let's read some, uh, some more verses talking about the fact that he can help us, he will keep us. He'll keep us from uh, yielding. Verse 24 of Jude, just Jude 24, just got one chapter. It says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Notice the, the first part of that says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. He's able to keep you from stumbling. He's able to keep you from stumbling. What does that mean? If it's in the ring with you, you can defeat it. If you're being tempted, you can overcome. God will keep you from stumbling if you look to him. You say, God, I'm, uh, you pray. God, I'm, I'm being pushed, being pushed here. Help me. You said you would. 2 Timothy 4, verse 16. Now let's just skip down to verse 18. It says, the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. He will deliver me. He'll deliver me. He'll preserve me. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 says, but the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. He'll, he'll establish you and guard you from the evil one. So this, these things apply 
across the board. But I want you to see it in these contexts specifically because this will bring you a long way. You know, in the area of forgiveness, when you realize you are walking by what God said, not by your emotion or feeling or circumstance or what somebody did or else did. You are, see, that'll keep you stable. You're, it becomes, you're acting, it becomes an act of your will and obedience on the word of God and the fact that his word is true. And then it takes away all these other tactics that Satan tries to throw at us, pushing on our five senses and pushing on our emotions. And what you feel like, and it becomes, I am trusting God and he's faithful to do what he, he said he would do. And he's faithful to help me stand. It takes it so that, you know, you don't have to ask for forgiveness 50 times a day because you understand it's temptation and you're pushing back on it. And now it makes the line more clear for you so you're able to walk strong. Because when you constantly around somebody and you're constantly feeling like you just got to ask forgiveness, ask forgiveness, it makes you want to get away from them, which is the point. Satan is not trying to get somebody to sin just so he can say, goody, goody, I got him to sin. It's so that he can get you away from God who is your help. Yes. And once he has you away from God, now he's really got you. So that's a tactic he uses. Well, this is one of the things he does, try to trip you up to think you missed it before you've missed it. But if you realize you can push and you can resist and you can't overcome, now you can, you can walk in victory. One more scripture, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. It says, and I, lest I should be exalted, the Apostle Paul is speaking, and lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will, I will rather boast in infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in, in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And when I'm weak, I'm strong. When you feel you're being pressed, when you feel weak, that's when you rely on God. Say, God, help me. Show me. I'm, I'm leaning on you and His Grace is sufficient to make you stand and to hold the line and do his word. And it works in this area as well as any other. So we can do what God told us to do. We can walk separate. We talked about in that first message that if we'll just yield to love and we'll, we'll do what God said, we protect ourselves. And it's possible only through the grace of God by his strength. And we can stay in that place where then we're untouched. And we can stay in that place then where we are resisting what we need to resist and we are staying strong in him. We're not yielding to condemnation. We're not getting in that cycle, but we're just staying strong, relying on him. It's a good place to be to rely on him. Yes. Amen. Amen.